Draft show where each of us is four of us here. You'll find out who they are in a moment, and we're each going to take one player per team for all 32 teams. And uh, the, it's going to be a points only draft. I'll tell you all about it in just a sec. But first, let me introduce who I have with me. First of all, you know him from the last episode of Keeping Carlson, where we went through a whole bunch of players that we expect to have different point paces from last season to this season. It was a really good episode. Number 439. Check it out if you didn't hear it. It's Short Shift Zone, Ben Burnett. Hi, Elon. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me again. I uh, appreciate the validation of being invited back so soon. Yes, well, uh, you're on the feed a lot already because you've also been doing all these beat writer interviews all summer in the great oh, short yeah. shift. So I'm Hi. probably going to be on the next episode, too, if I, if my schedule is correct. Uh, oh, yeah. Apologies to the, uh, the BB haters. <laughs> Well, they uh, they could skip that episode, but then they're going to be missing out on a beat writer interview with which team is it that's coming up next again? We've got oh, this is a, a KK exclusive uh, <laughs> for the next episode of KK. It's going to be the Florida Panthers. Oh, okay. Well, uh, no. <laughs> Brady Kachuk, not Brady Kachuk. What are we talking about? Matthew Kachuk, Huberdo gone. It's going to be fascinating. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're subscribed to Keeping Carlson. Tune in for that. Okay. So you heard those crazy noises coming from our crazy friend who you're going to actually hear a lot more from this season because you may know this person from past appearances on Keeping Carlson, but also from his amazing Stream Scheme podcast, which he releases once a week during the season, analyzing the schedule, letting you know who you need to be streaming in for the following week. This year, you're going to be hearing Stream Scheme on the main feed. He's been called up. He's no longer in the AHL. He's in the NHL now. Uh, and here's a preview of his beautiful voice. It's our friend Dave Benton. What's up, Dave? How's it going, Elon? What's up, everybody? Yes. And we finally got the call up to the main league and couldn't be more excited. I hopefully we went 17 and six last year. We're hoping to replicate that performance once again, now that we're on the mainstream, but who knows? Yeah, it's going to be very fun having Dave on the main feed. We'll see how you do with the player pronunciations, but you always end up getting the streams correct, even if the names aren't <laughs> exactly that way. Uh, okay. Finally, joining the show, a brand new guest to Keeping Carlson, someone you haven't heard from before, but someone if you're a patron of Keeping Carlson know very well because she's been super active in the community and has been a huge help over the summer running our patron draft rankings every single day. Welcome to the show for the first time, Andrea Bradley. Thank you, Elon. Thanks, everybody. I'm uh, very happy and thrilled to be here. 
Yeah, very happy to have you. It's going to be really cool to hear uh, the different perspectives when we do our picks because we've got Andrea, who's a new participant to the couple, played for the first time last year. Then we have Dave and Ben, who going into next season will be in different tiers of the couple, but have a lot of experience. Uh, so yeah, it's great to have you three here. Let me explain what we're doing today, okay? And I'll set the table with that and a few other things, and then we'll get into our awesome draft. But first of all, the plan for today. This is a draft where we're each going to, like I said, take one player per team. And how it goes is we're going to randomly generate an order between one and four. In the first round, whoever picks first in that round takes a player and uh, names a team. So you, you, let's say, hypothetically, last year happened to be the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid who went first. So if Ben gets the first pick, we'll see. Then he would say, I'm taking Edmonton and Connor McDavid. And then the three of us will have to then draft other players from Edmonton. And then we swap the order around. And then the next round, again, someone will take a team and then the players. We're all going to end up with one player per team. We're doing points only, nothing fancy, uh, no positions. Like, you know, everyone counts the same. You could even take a goalie if you think they're going to get a couple goals and an assist for you. Maybe on Arizona, that might be equal to the fourth ranked player on the team uh some other thing what else oh yeah we also made a rule here uh we were talking in our chat before if one of us doesn't like the options on a team we also have the option at any time to take any ufa any player who's not currently signed to a team but not counting rfas okay ufa you can take yarmir yager if you want also uh you have the option of any of these extraneous players that haven't yet been signed. Now that Kadri and like Klingberg have signed, I don't think there's any huge names that are going to totally overthrow those. It'll be fun to see if any of those get taken. Okay, so that's note number one. What else should I say? Oh, keeping Carlson proudly presented by DauberHockey.com. You got to get that amazing guide. Uh, by the way, speaking of the Dauber guide, Ben and I told everyone on the last episode that we were having a draw. And there were going to be five winners, I believe, that are going to be getting free Dauber guides. Uh, you have till Friday the 26th to enter our draw. We said in the last episode, there's a couple hashtags. I'll tell you them here, but you're going to have to listen to that episode to know how to spell them to get it right. Either ought or not or hashtag five stars in my heart. If you send us a tweet, tag also Dauber Hockey and include that hashtag, you're entered into the draw. If you include a screenshot of a five-star review you did on iTunes, or if we find that you did a five-star review on iTunes with that uh, hashtag, then you'll also be entered into the draw and you'll get two entries if you include the five-star review. So that's that. What else should I say? Okay, one more announcement I've got to say. I mentioned before the cupful. If you were like, what? the heck is he talking about there that's the keeping carlson ultimate patron fantasy league a league that we run every single year and it's always a blast and this year is going to be huge we already have i've gotten word from our couple coordinator kevin that we already have over 400 people signed up but that doesn't mean that we're running out of spots because there's unlimited spots if you want to play in the couple come on in if you haven't played before you'll start at the bottom tier and you'll be at the beginning of your journey to climb your way up to fantasy glory but even just winning your division in a bottom tier still huge you get a t-shirt you're gonna get ultimate respect and credit and you're gonna climb up super quick uh it's a very well-managed league we're like watching every division making sure people are having fun we have group chats we have carefully curated rule following like you know we make sure this is a fun league where no one is getting anything over on anybody we're making sure all the drops are cool all the trades are cool uh we've talked about the rules a lot on previous shows i'll just uh, ask you to go to cupful.com kkupfl.com there's a rule section where you can see how it's all set up and yeah the registration deadline is september 8th 
So you have some time, but maybe just sign up now just to make sure you're safe and you get in. If you've played before and you you know now you know that you've earned a spot in the couple at a at a certain tier, you still have to register, right? So if you haven't registered yet, just go to the couple registration channel on Discord. If you're like, wait, how do I get onto the Discord? Well, you got to be a patron of Keeping Carlson to play in the couple, okay? So go to keepingcarlson.com slash patron. Give us your support, which we'd really appreciate your support. These shows, you get access to the couple, you get into our awesome Discord where we're going to be helping each other out. Uh, we also do a monthly patron cast, lots of stuff, okay? So I feel like I'm doing too long of a preamble, so I'll just leave it at that. But uh, keepingcarlson.com slash patron and then become a patron and then ask us if you're having any trouble get into the couple before September 8th. But okay, with that, I think I've talked enough. The last thing I have to do, though, before we start our draft is to generate the draft order. So let me just hit up random.org here, or random lists. I don't know. Okay. Uh, is there the people here, Andrea, Dave, and Ben? I'll throw to Andrea. Andrea, are you hoping for a specific pick here? Or is it, does it not really matter because there's not a big difference? Number one. I always want Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> so. Makes sense. Is that is that the consensus here that everyone wants number one? Absolutely, yeah. I'll never tell my plan. All right. <laughs> ben, Dave, Andrea, Elon. I'm at random.org. All right, yep. I'm clicking it. Randomize. There we go. Andrea, Elon, Dave, Ben. That's an Ooh. improvement on last year for me. So Oof. Uh, last year you had four, Dave, and I believe you came <laughs> in fourth place. So that's I don't right. know if that's a sign of, of things to come. But now Ben has hey, fourth. Climb ben, are you worried? Climbing climb the ladder, baby. <laughs> Oof. Sorry. Well, Andrea gets first pick. Ooh, that might actually turn out to be very good for me. I won't, I won't say why. We'll, we'll get into the show here. So let me put this in. Andrea, Elon, Dave, Ben, so Andrew, you get first pick overall in the draft. So you pick a team, and then you tell us the player from the team. I think you've already given away who you want. Who's it going to be? I have. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go to Edmonton. And I know this will be good for Elan, but I'm going to pick Connor McDavid. Woo! <laughs> Best case scenario for me, but obviously... <laughs> A great pick for Andrea, uh, getting the reigning Art Ross winner. Who knows what kind of, Ben said on that last episode that even though McDavid led the league in points, he still thinks that people are going to see uh, an increase from last year to this year. Ben's expecting maybe closer to 140, wow. 150, even over the 120. Uh, but now I'll get seconds. The way it's going to work, by the way, so it's Andrea, Elon, Dave, Ben for this round. Then we all like sort of shuffle to the left. So next round, I'll get first. It'll be Elon, Dave, Ben, Andrea, then Dave, Ben, Andrea, Elon, and, that, and then we'll keep going through all the way till we get through all 32 teams so yeah the obviously the strategy here is not only about picking the best player but you want to have a big disparity between the players like i, I not to give anything away here but i think it's fine i don't think ottawa is going to be going anytime soon because they have so many players that might be pretty similar but anyways easy pick for me and a real gift so i'm not going to uh have to talk too much about it give me dry sidle hopefully he'll uh, keep up with mcdavid somewhat and now we go to dave for the next pick okay and i think now there is a clear number three in Edmonton and it's Evander Kane as much as he's jinxed me in the past. Uh, I think if he's available at a certain point in the draft, you got to take him because point per game is very much a realistic possibility for him. But Ben, how are you feeling about the fourth pick? Well, I feel like it's the most uh, there. This is the only pick with like any real thinking to do here. Like it could be any number, like I'd say like three or four, maybe people, depending on, on how bullish you are on Evan Bouchard, maybe taking over uh, the top power play from Tyson Berry. 
Um, up front for me, it's very much between Ryan Nugent Hopkins and uh, Zach Hyman. But I'm going to take Hyman for the uh, and hope that he basically sticks with McDavid or, you know, gets really hot on the top power play. Um, I don't think that Ryan, I don't see Nuge getting the, uh, the deployment to sort of, if, you know, flip of a coin. I'll take Hyman. Yeah, I think I agree that it was between Hyman and Nugent Hopkins. And yeah, we'll probably come down to that power play, though. I guess Nugent Hopkins will be there. It's more like Dave is banking on Evander Kane also being there. All right, round one in the books. Now we go to me getting first pick in round two. So yeah, I guess like in this format, we're learning at least for now, the way the NHL works, having that number two is maybe even better than having number one because I got dry sidle. Now I get to take my next pick. I'm not going to take the player. I would be taking number two in a normal draft even if it was points only. I'm definitely making a strategic pick here based on the disparity. There's one team where I see one player that's capable of 80-plus, maybe 90-plus, and then everyone else, I don't even know if they're getting drafted in any league. So I got to do it. I'm going to Chicago, and I'm going to take Patrick Kane with uh, the first pick of round two, which then brings it to Dave, who gets the next pick over on Chicago. I'm very, this could go anywhere. I'm very curious to see who you're going to go. Maybe you'll even take a UFA. I'm going with the only other player in Chicago that I'm confident in can score 40 points. And that's Seth Jones on defense for the second overall pick in Chicago. I hate to do it, but I got to do it. So I, uh, I really don't know where to go. I mean, like for me, I guess I do know where to go, but it just like feels disgusting saying it, but I guess I'm taking Jonathan Tate. <laughs> Yeah, not, not much of a choice. I'm interested to hear who's going to go forward. Uh, my struggle is that I don't even know if there's a UFA that can, hmm, that will be signed because these people have to be signed, right? right. <laughs> so I guess I'm just going to have to pick, I hate to say it, Max Domi. I mean, uh, could be the top line center with Patrick Kane, right? So Could be. <laughs> Man, who are the other options even? Like looking through, I guess Athanasiu is there. Is it who's going to be on this on the top? I guess they have a rookie, Lucas Reichel, who they took in the first round a couple years ago. I wonder if he's a dark horse. But yeah, this is a there's a reason why I took Chicago first. Uh, all right, round three, Dave, you lead it off. I'm going to go to Minnesota and take the only player that I suspect can score at least 80 points, and that's Kaprizov. And Ben, I'll send it over to you. To and I don't, you know, I don't know, you know who which could way be I'm going. Right? You don't know. I I got to take the lizard, my former Hobbit, now lizard, uh, Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I'm going to go for that breakout. Well, if you want to call it that, that sensation of last year, Matt Boldy. Yeah, Boldy is interesting because he did so well, but it was with Fiala. So now the question will be if, you know, was he doing so well because he was playing with Fiala or did he have it on his own? Like, obviously, he's a high pedigree guy and a lot of people love him in their dynasty leagues. So it'll be interesting to see who he plays with. Hmm. So I could go now with a rookie. Like, I know a lot of people are super high on Marco Rossi, but, you know, I believe I won this format last year and I don't think I did it by taking big swings. I think I'm going to kind of play conservative, give me, mm, even then though, it's a tough choice. I feel like there's Joel Erickson Eck and there's Ryan Hartman. Those are the two guys that, you know, Eck, Eck at the start of the season, we thought he was going to be the top line, top power play guy. Then Ryan Hartman ended up taking the job. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just don't have faith in Ryan Hartman. I'm going to go, maybe this is a bad pick, but I'm going to go with uh, Joel Erickson Eck here to finish off the Minnesota round. Andrea took bold. I'll just add that to the spreadsheet. I'll say, I'll say this honorable mention, uh, Jared Spurgeon. I think, yeah. I think if he could like take a hold of that power play, I think he could get like 45, 50 points. That would also be like a safe pick, I think, as long as he doesn't get injured. Yeah, he's on the top power play every year. It's never like especially exciting, but yeah, he's always a decent vet. And yeah, someone that could be a sleeper for people in their drafts if they're like fading D and you just want to get all the forwards at the start. And then you grab like a, he just seems like the typical like end of the draft D that you're waiting for that you'll get for cheap. Uh, okay, Andrew, so now you have the, oh wait, no, no, it's Ben that gets the pick here. Oh, ben, go it, ahead. It must have been you two going because you both started talking uh, right over my pick here. I, I, I apologize. Breaking I apologize. the Please rules. Go ahead. I, I, I'm not going to do it again. I got nervous. <laughs> I got nervous yeah. there was going to be silence. Yeah, I'm certain that no one, I'm obviously joking. This is a podcast. We're going to be goofy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had Minnesota second as the, the that's who I would have gone ahead of Chicago. Um, very slightly had the, the Kaprizov to Hartman. Um, Hartman was my four. I had that. That's about a 50 point gap. Um, next for me is, is between two different teams that I see as a, in this next tier, I'm going to go to New Jersey though, uh, because I don't want to get stuck picking fourth here and I'm going to take Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, of course. Uh, I will take Jesper Bratt, please. Very uh, reasonable pick. I love Jesper Brad. He was one of my big MVPs, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Uh, you know, he was a free agent in most leagues at points last year, and then he just like exploded in the second half. He slowed down at the end, but that was because Jack Hughes was injured, and I guess they had a lot of chemistry. So if Brad could once again play with Hughes, like who knows what they can do together. So I like that pick mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so that's my turn. That was just me stalling. Uh, because, uh, but I guess next up, I mean, I think it's a pretty easy choice, actually. I'm just going to play it safe. You're not trying to do anything fancy. Give me Nico Heeshear. He really also turned it on in the second half. I guess maybe also because maybe it was like the opposite of Jesper Bratt. Heeshear became the top line center when Hughes got injured and he really relished the role. So we won't have that role anymore. So I'm not like as excited. I don't think he's going to repeat what he was doing at the end of last year, but still, again, a nice safe pick for me. I don't see why he's not going to get at least 65, 60, 65, and just always that upside. Uh, so yeah, Dave, you get the pick that Ben wanted to make sure he wouldn't get. Who's it going to be? I'll take, uh, no one took Dougie Hamilton, right? <laughs> nope. Yeah, I guess I'll take Dougie Hamilton. And uh, hope, hopefully that maybe he can have a rebound year here. Maybe get like at least, if he could get 45 points, I'd be pretty happy. And there's upside of 50 plus. You never know. Solid pick. I guess there could have been consideration for newly signed free agent Andre Palat who I'm getting a little bit into just because I'm starting to hear word that maybe he's going to play with Hughes. Obviously, we'll see what happens in camp. But, uh, you know, Hamilton, you'd think is safe. Like last year, he wasn't so amazing, but he got injured. And obviously, we can't predict injuries here. There are some players that like are actually injured that obviously we'll have to take that into account for our picks. But yeah, hopefully Hamilton's 100%. All right, so we're back to the top of the order. Andrea, we're in round five, which means you get to pick first again. Where are we going? Um, I'll think about a place that I don't want to end up fourth, get another one of those. So how about Calgary? Uh, and I'll take Jonathan Huberdeau. Yeah, solid pick for sure. Huberdeau is someone who's coming off an insane season, 
100 points would have been like would be a disappointment like if he follows up this last season with only 100 this year that's how good he was of course he's gonna be playing with completely different players uh including someone that i'm going to pick next so yeah calgary's tough because now that huberdo is gone like we've got Kadri or Lindholm is going to center that top line and we don't really know. I know people have been speculating. Some people talk to me on Twitter as if they know and now on the Discord. They're like saying it's for sure going to be Lindholm but I feel like probably I'd like to see it. Some like camp life that's more of a survivor term but yeah I don't know for sure but I think that's got to be one of these guys just I'm going to play it safe again because <laughs> uh, Kadri who knows. I know Lindholm just had an amazing season. He was great on the top line with two players that aren't going to be there with him anymore, but I'll still go with, yeah, Elias Lindholm here, which brings it to Dave, who I guess has a pretty easy pick. Yeah, I, and so I got to go Kadri. Uh, you got to imagine, regardless of how the lines shake out, they're all going to wind up on the top power play, so easy pick there. Yeah, I'm going to um, just take a second, I think, Elon, because we recorded our last show the day before the Kadri uh, signing was announced and just say a little bit about like just talk a little bit about the Lindholm versus Kadri thing like I feel Please. like Lindholm and I'm I'm somebody who thinks that I I just don't see it starting the other way um, the fit seems very obvious between Lindholm and Huberto where Lindholm is a, a shot first guy who Huberto being like you know one of the best passers one of the best setup man in the NF- NHL um, just plays a much more complimentary game. Uh, Nazem Kadri often used in more of a checking role as he was in Colorado, as he was in Toronto, just seems like a more natural fit on a second line. Um, I definitely agree that I would go one, two, three there, Huberto, Lindholm, and Kadri. Uh, the pick for me is between Toffoli and Mangiapane. Um, I see probably, it's it's much easier to see a path for Tyler Toffoli to get first line, first power play usage. So that's where I'm going. I don't necessarily think he gets, you know, to ride shotgun with Huberto uh, at every opportunity, but I think he probably gets up on the top power play to start the season and hopefully he can, uh, he can be productive there. So yeah, hopefully he outpaces that, uh, you know, his mediocre start to his Calgary career. Yeah, I think I would have gone to Foley as well. Like, Mangiapane had that insane year last year, right? Like, what was it, 35 goals at the end of the day? 35 goals, 20 assists, so 55 points in 82 games. Uh, that was, like, a really high shooting percentage at the start, and he really fell off at the end. And, yeah, Toffoli's shown us that he can have some big seasons. So I think that's where I would go to. But, again, it's going to be all about the deployment. Like, you want the guy playing on the line with Huberdo. So I agree with you, with uh, Ben, obviously, because I took Lindholm. That is, I think it'll be him. And then, yeah, Lindholm, Toffoli, Huberdo could be pretty good. But if Mangiapane's there, and, again, that'll be so if you're drafting after training camp starts and you see a line... Like, and you see Mangiapane there instead of Toffoli. Like, either way, the one that's there, bump him up your draft boards for sure because it could be a huge season. All right, so it's my turn now to take the first pick in round six. And I think what I want to do here is... Hmm, okay. Let me just consider, again, it's all about do I want to take someone who I think is going to get the most points or do I want to take someone who has a big disparity? I think to play it safe i'm gonna take a disparity here and also maybe the most points actually especially with an injury on this team i think this is actually a pretty savvy pick by me let me go to boston i hope you don't mind that i'm like complimenting myself here about my great pick i just made but uh yeah give me pasternak marshawn's injured bergeron is gonna miss time like usual so pasta seems like the clear top pick here 
and I'm hoping for like 90 plus points and a bit of a drop for my competitors here. So now over to you, Dave, to go on Boston. I don't think that this necessarily is going to be as big a discrepancy as you claim it to be. You said that uh, Bergeron's going to miss time, but he's expected to be ready by the start of the season, unless you're just assuming that he's going to be injured at some point of the season because of his age. But other than that, he always surprises people. 65 points in 73 games last year. I think he's going to be close to a point per game pace again. And so I'll gladly take Bergeron here. Just really quickly, yeah, Dave, that was what I was saying. Not that he's injured now, that he will miss time. Yeah, I don't want people to come away from this thinking that I'm saying something that's not true. So yeah, Bergeron, as of now, healthy from what we know. Sorry, Ben, please, I know you hate when I step on you. It's your pick on Boston. I love when you step on me, Elon. Um, Yeah, I I appreciate uh, picking third here because I don't know. It would be a tough call for me between Bergeron and Marshawn. Um, It appears that Marshawn will miss maybe up to eight weeks. Uh, frankly, the, like the way he's been playing the last few years, it wouldn't surprise me if he came back and led the team in points. Um, I, well, maybe it surprised me a little, uh, I expect pasta will, will probably lead this team in points, but yeah, I mean, how good has Brad Marshawn been the last several years? Hopefully this is not the year that he falls off. I will take him number four. Okay. Well, you've left me a tough task here. Um, I had to think about a variety of people, all who are in the 50 to 55 point range, probably. And I guess I will just end up picking Taylor Hall. Yeah, I think Hall is a pretty solid pick here. And who knows, with Marshawn injured to start the year, maybe Hall does go to the top line for a bit. Or even if he's on the second line with Pasternak, it's obviously a good spot. Maybe in David Krejci as a centerman, unpicked, but not forgotten in our hearts. Because like Ben and I talked on the last episode that Krejci might be someone you definitely don't want to leave undrafted. Uh, so, okay, Dave, over to you to start the next team. All right, so I think here I have to go with my namesake. I can't really hide it much for much longer. I didn't think it would make it back to me next round. So I think I have to go Trevor Zegers here. Uh, He clearly showed that he was a superstar last year. I think he definitely has point per game potential. And when you look at who else is available on the Ducks, uh, it gets a little shaky towards the bottom. So I'll gladly take someone here who I'm confident in, who at least as long as he's healthy, will put up a pretty good pace. Ben, what do you think for second overall in Anaheim? Thank you. Yeah, no, I, uh, I also would want Zegras first, of course, incredible, uh, first, I guess, rookie season. And, um, I was between two players here. I think it, I, I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but even though I think it's probably pretty obvious who the second one is, but, uh, I will take the truth. Troy Terry, uh, number two, a guy who I think is probably going to get faded a lot in drafts this year, even though I think his you know, step forward is a big part of why the, you know, I I think he, I think he deserves a little bit more respect after the breakout season he had last year. So I'll take Troy Terry here. And this one is tough too. Um, But what I think I will do is take John Klingberg instead of alternative forwards in this situation. Wow. Yeah. Anaheim is definitely a team where I feel, I feel like Ben made the obvious choice. And then after that, uh, it gets a little tough. Klingberg. Yeah. We expect him to quarterback that top power place. You can't get mad at that pick, but yeah, in terms of trying to figure out who to take now, some random forward on the ducks, that's not Zegris or Troy Terry. 
I don't usually love to go for players on a new team, but I guess at the end of the day, they've got Ryan Strom now. He's probably going to center the second line. Maybe he gets power play time. I don't want Adam Henrique. Okay. I don't want, I don't know who else is there. I don't want Comtois. I don't want for Toronto. So yeah, I guess I'll take Ryan Strom as the uh, fourth pick over on Anaheim. The mobster, Sonny Milano. Uh, he could be taken on any team, right, Dave? According to our rules, he's still not signed. <laughs> sure. But, yeah. All right, Ben, you are up to pick a team here to start off round eight. And I really considered this team uh, last round when I was picking um, because I feel like I feel like there's a real opportunity for there to be a massive disparity here. Although I felt the same way when we did this draft last year, and I picked this team second overall, I believe. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I mean, I, I stuck, I staked my hopes to Nikita Kucherov in this draft the same way I went all in on Nikita Kucherov in the tier one of the Cupful auction last year. Uh, neither bet went well for me, but I'm, I'm doubling down. Let's go Nikita Kucherov, and we will, uh, and I, I'll throw it to Andrea to continue uh, with pick number two. I guess the question is, how many games will Steve Stamkos play? but I will go with him. I was hoping for a second that you were going to then conclude probably just shouldn't take him. You don't want to take the risk, but uh, unfortunately for me, you did. So I got to go with an enemy of mine. I normally don't have players that I like really dislike because they hurt me so much, but I've got someone that last year, luckily didn't hurt me too, too much in the final result, but you don't know how annoyed I was when I traded for Braden Point because Tampa had a great playoff schedule just for him to completely disappear just for the fantasy playoffs. He was great right before. He was good after as soon as like the playoffs ended, but just while I had him, he did nothing. But I think at the same time, unless you go D, I think you got to go with the obvious uh, third pick here on Tampa, which is Braden Point. And I think it's an easy pick now now for Dave, unless he'll surprise us here. No, I'll take the easy pick here. 85 points in 82 games last year, Victor Hedman. I mean, that is kind of his ceiling, though. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he necessarily has Roman Yossi numbers in him these days, but I think at least 70, 75 points is reasonable, and so I'll I'll happily take that as a, uh, a fourth overall player on any team. Could see him beating out. Uh, could see him beating out Braden Point. That's for sure. Yeah, could happen. But same time, Tampa Bay. If, if there's any team you have to have a third or fourth pick on, I guess Tampa's not so bad. If you're getting Point or Hedman there, uh, especially because Kucherov, Ben. I don't know. He burned you last time. He could, could definitely burn you again. Tampa doesn't mind putting him on the IR for a little bit if it, if he's dinged up. All right, Andrea, first pick in round ten. Okay. Well, Columbus is a very nice city. I've been there. It's really, really nice town. And we're going to go there and I'm going to pick uh, Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, it seems like a guy who, again, sort of like Huberdo, who switched teams, if they could keep up what he did last year, it's a slam dunk pick. Of course, it's a new situation. And uh, I wonder who is in a better situation right now between Huberdo and Gaudreau in terms of their line mates, I guess. Do you really wonder or is it very, Mm -hmm. is it very clear? Well, I don't know. So let's say he's playing with Elias Lind. Let's say Hubert. I know you think it's like obviously Huberdo because he's playing with Elias Lindholm and like Toffoli. But at the same time, like Gaudreau is playing with Patrick Laine, who is not too shabby. And who's like, the center? I like Boone Jenner personally, if it is Jenner. <laughs> I don't dislike Boone Jenner as a player at all. But like if we're talking about like guys who 
like who is most likely to hit a hundred points based on their line mates. I think that the, the Calgary connection is much clearer. Mm, what about based on their PP one quarterback? I kind of would prefer to have the guy playing with Zach Wierenski versus the one playing with uh, Rasmus Anderson or Noah Hannafin or Mackenzie Weger. How much did, how much do you think Wierenski outscored <laughs> uh, Anderson by last year? Out of curiosity. I think a lot, right? Like, oh, well, there's probably like injuries. I think I know Wierenski missed time. If you go by points per game, I think that Wierenski was a lot better. But anyways, Ben, we can't have one of our classic arguments okay. here. Right, it's not just me and you. We'll right, save right. that for the next time. It's just the two of us on the show. All right, Dave, I'm taking line A. Easy pick. Who are you going with? Yeah, this is a bad one to pick third. Andrea, your, these picks are killing me here. But uh, I guess I'll go uh, Voracek here. He was the top point scorer in Columbus last year with 62 points in 79 games. Can he at least get that? I'd be probably happy with even like 55, but it's it's between him and one other, one other guy that I think uh, Ben might be picking here. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, from a to, to Z Zach Wierenski. Uh The guy we, the guy's so nice. We just talked about him twice. Um, could, you know what? put up around a 50 point pace last year um, and then gets Johnny Gaudreau on the power play. I could definitely, I, I, sorry, he put up a 60 point pace or just below last year. Now he gets Johnny Gaudreau, uh, Leas or Rasmus Anderson, rather 50 point pace last year. So definitely I prefer Zach Wierenski as a power play quarterback. Um, but yeah, give me i I'll be taking uh, Jonathan Huberto over Johnny Gaudreau. If in a points only league myself. Okay, we'll have to check back on on both of those predictions. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying I'm taking Huberdeau behind Goudreau, but I feel like it's could go either way. I don't know. I'm right. pretty you're excited. You're not taking to... anyone. You're you're not taking a stand. You're you're sitting on that fence. Yeah, I'm saying I'm taking Patrick Laine. That's all I know because I think he's he's getting a good winger for sure. All right, so now it's back to me. Before I said that we were on round ten, but that was actually we're on row ten of my spreadsheet, which means round nine uh, before. Now we're on round 10 where I start and I'm going to leave people in suspense for just a sec because let's take a little break and then uh, I'll make my pick when you're listening to Kevin Carlson. All right, we are back and it's myself, it's Andrea, it's Dave, it's Ben. We've made nine rounds of picks now edmonton chicago minnesota new jersey calgary boston anaheim tampa and columbus are off the board so it's up to me now to pick the team for the next round i think i've got my pick here and i know this is a team that's stacked i don't think anyone's going to be too upset that i'm going here but i do think the top player is a lot higher than the rest and that is because the guy who Ben and I were just debating about, Jonathan Huberdeau, is gone from the team. And I know that they do have Matthew Kachuk in place, but, you know, I still think that Alex Barkov becomes the clear top guy now in Florida. And I also just love having superstars on my team that are first-round quality picks. So give me Barkov. I hope he doesn't miss time this year because, obviously, I'm not able to put him on IR in this format. We're just counting up the points. Uh, Dave, over to you in Florida. Are you just going to go with the the new acquisition or someone who's done well there in the past? No, like you said, I think there's a clear number two in Florida. He might not be able to do what he did last year in terms of points, but... He's still at least good for a point per game. And I think that's Matty Chucks. Um, there's a clear divide between him and I think the next couple of people here, but I don't know how you feel about it, Ben. 
I feel like uh, I would have definitely gone Kachuk there. Um, if there's anyone that we've talked about who switched teams that I'm like really unsure how they'll stack up, like of the three big names that we've just talked about with like Huberto, Gaudreau, like I see both, I see Huberto like more or less sticking around where he, like in the 105, 110 range. I see Gaudreau probably dropping down into the 85, 90 point range. I don't know what to expect from Matthew Kachuk here at all. Like just the way that he broke out last year on the line with Gaudreau and Lindholm, the fact that he didn't have that opportunity before and then everything goes right for him. I find it really, really hard to project Matthew Kachuk. I mean, like I'm just putting him around 80, but it's the one I'm the least certain about when it comes to those big names that have that have moved uh, this offseason. Um, I feel really... Uh, I, I like this choice of teams for you, Elon. Barkov is a great, like, clear number one. And then, like, it gets to a bit of a mushy middle here. Um, I'm between two players in particular. I'm going to have to go with Sam Reinhardt at number three. Well, um, I think I'm going to go with Carter Verhage, although he didn't have quite as strong a year last year, perhaps. In some respects, he blew the doors off during the playoffs. So hopefully he can carry that through into this year. I thought it was between probably him and Ekblad, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah, I, the classic I, forward uh, defender debate. Yeah. And Ekblad, I guess, had that injury last year. So it's hard to know, like, what, I, like two seasons now. Like, it'll be fun two to see seasons. what he can do in a full season, uh, you know, quarterbacking the top power play on this awesome team. And being and now, like, Uyghur's gone. I don't know if that's good or bad for Ekblad. But yeah, uh, he's he's tough to call. But I think Uyghur, yeah, he had, uh, what is it, 12 points in 10 playoff games for Florida. And uh, unfortunately, that wasn't enough to get them <laughs> past the uh, reigning champs here, or I guess no longer the reigning champs, the previous reigning champs of Tampa. But in the regular season, yeah, not as good as the 70-ish point pace he had the year before. But last year, 55 points in 78 games, nothing to sneeze at for Carter Verhage. He actually was really great at the start and then tailed off at the end. He only had seven points in his final 17 games. He was pacing for a lot more than that 60-ish point pace. So definitely some of the people shouldn't be forgetting about in their drafts, assuming... Again, you'll hopefully have training camp. And if you're seeing, you know, Barkov, Verhage, and Matthew Kachuk, something like that, I feel like that's a really nice third wheel to get. And maybe that's disrespectful to call Verhage a third wheel. Dave, over to you to pick a team for round 11. I'm really glad this team made it back to me. I didn't think it, I didn't think it would, but I'm glad it did. Since the Montreal Canadiens fired their coach back in February, this player scored 35 points in 37 games, and I'm real excited about him. Shout out to Habs fan Matty G, who helped coin the newest stream scheme, advanced statistic vibes per 60. I'm going to go with Cool Caulfield. I feel there is a clear divide between the top and the bottom in Montreal. So sorry about that, Elon. But Ben, I'll send it over to you for the second overall pick in Montreal. Thank you very much, Dave. I, I, Hey, listen, I love you. You guys are all great. I'm having a great time here, but this is the first time I felt truly appreciative of one of you on this particular <laughs> show, because I feel like Andrea keeps stranded me at uh, number four on these horrible teams. Uh, Elon, you know, trying to, trying to pick some rivalry with me. I don't know where that's coming from, but cousin Dave pulls through and gives me a team where like, it's a real layup for like, there's no other choice here uh, other than Nick Suzuki in this spot. And uh, I really shout out you cousin Dave. Uh, I'll see you at the family reunion. 
Montreal is tough. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But I think what I'm going to do is uh, hope for good things for Jonathan Drouin this year. I mean, yeah, at this point, it's like such a crapshoot for who's third on Montreal. Arpon Basu did have some good things to say about Drouin, and he said that he was playing well at the start of the year before he got hurt, one of the only players that was doing well under Ducharme. I mean, at the same time, though, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know if I'd be recommending for people to go out and get Drouin. Ducharme was the worst. <laughs> I guess, yeah, and like, I guess this is a thing where you can uh, watch for training camp. But I could see like those two halves that we, you guys have just drafted in Suzuki and Caulfield being like the only two that get drafted in most leagues. And that includes goaltending. The news just came out that Carey Price is likely not playing this year. Maybe he's even going to retire. Obviously, that makes Jake Allen somewhat valuable, but I don't know. Uh, obviously, he he's someone who gets drafted, but you wait a long time, I think, before you pick him. Man. Okay, so I have fourth pick on Montreal here. And clearly you can tell that I've been stalling, trying to think about uh, who I should go with. So yeah, Suzuki, Caulfield, someone's going to be on that top line with them. I don't know, maybe like a Mike Hoffman. I guess Brendan Gallagher used to be someone we thought was good. And then he totally disappeared last year. They have Kirby Doc now. Is that, is that good? Give me Gallagher, I guess. I don't know. Not loving it. Actually, you know what? Whatever. Actually, give me Hoffman. Hoffman. I'm worried about Gallagher getting injured. That's my main thing. I think Gallagher is a solid guy, but he gets hurt every year. Okay, Gallagher. Brandon Gallagher. Not loving it, but I'm not going to waste everyone's valuable time. So over to you, Ben. To, on like uh, the least consequential decision that you could possibly have to like <laughs> waffle on in this draft, probably, right? Like it's just yeah. like uh, 40 or 45 points. Like that's the upside we're really... Uh, discussing yeah, sure. it. Drew is scary though because of the the games played. I, I agree, but he was. I, this is exactly how I. I think I had Suzuki ahead of Caulfield, but otherwise I had Drew and Gallagher as, or maybe Gallagher. Anyway, whatever. I'm, I guess like good podcasting. One good pick I could have made, like just for fun, is I could have taken Slavkovsky, who is potentially going to make the team and be a fun like Calder candidate. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to take the risk of him just getting sent to the minors after nine games. Because why even burn a year of ELC when you're trying to tank for Bedard here? So okay, Ben, yeah. go for it. Would not be a very Elon pick, I will yeah. say. Um, yeah. Okay. This is great for me. I'm very excited to grab another team that I just am terrified of having to draft fourth on. And that's the Washington Capitals. Um, just a, a disaster fest once you uh, you look down in this format. So I am going to take, uh, of course, Alex Ovechkin. And I am going to turn it over to Andrea, who can thank me profusely for this uh, wonderful <laughs> gift that I've given her. And I do thank you profusely. And um, here I think I'll take John Carlson instead of a instead of a forward. Interesting. You know what? Now I think I will thank both of you profusely because I think Dave is in trouble here. And I was uh, like obviously thinking between Carlson and Kuznetsov. I might have leaned Kuznetsov just because I don't know forwards generally have more upside though i guess if you just look at the numbers like john carlson every year year in year out is a solid bet last year he had a 75 point pace the year before 69 the year before 89 so who knows if he even has that higher upside but yeah now it's easy give me the center with ovechkin obviously in normal seasons this would be a pretty easy pick for dave because you would take a backstrom you take a tom wilson i guess he still can but those guys are going to be missing some time so dave's got to go down the depth chart for the fourth person to take here on washington if he wants to get someone that's going to be in the lineup on opening night I'm just going to go with uh, Anthony Mantha here. 
if uh, there's ever a year that he's going to break out, I think it might be this year. Otherwise, it's a make or break it type thing. So even though he's not necessarily in a contract situation, yeah, I still like him over guys like Backstrom, which who knows kind of spurred me last year. So I'm not too keen on. And yeah, maybe like Tom Wilson, but even there, like man, the average, like a 50 point pace last year, that's like pretty much like the ceiling of like Tom Wilson. So I don't know, not a lot of options there at the end. So what the heck cousin Ben, I was trying to help you out. You're not helping me. out. Yeah. I guess the thing with this format is like, you can't be reciprocating favors because we all have different people that pick after us. But yeah, Mantha, I mean, Hey, if you listen to the last episode, Ben said some nice things about Mantha and thought he'd maybe be a surprise. I don't want to spoil, but I want people to go down and download the episode. But if Ben turns out to be prophetic, then Dave, you're not in too much trouble with that pick. So, okay, Andrea, round 13, you're starting it. We're getting into a point now in the draft where there's still some great players left. It's just all about, is it worth it to take them because their teams have other great players. I'm really interested to see where you're going to go. I'm going to the Big Apple to the New York Rangers, and I'll take Artemi Panarin. Yeah, I actually had Panarin pretty high on my list because he's like the one guy on the team that you see as like having like this like hundred plus point upside if things shake right. But I'm definitely not going to complain about getting second pick here on the Rangers. Just give me Zabanajad. They have some other good players. I don't think anyone here is crying with the Rangers pick. Uh, but Dave, I think it's between two guys. It's pretty. Maybe it's obvious. I don't know. Who Who are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious who two guys are. But I think I will go with. Adam Fox, I just like his potential as long as he plays every game to be maybe not so close to a point per game get guy like he was last year, 74 points in 78 games. But even if he gets like a 65 point pace, I think that's probably what we can maybe expect from this next guy that uh, Ben's going to take. You think Lafreniere is good for now? Um, uh yeah, I think that honestly, I could see Adam Fox uh, being the second highest scorer on this team. I could see him putting up a point per game pace um, and I could see Zabanajad being yeah 75 to 80. Like I could see them both in that range. Um, I was annoyed with this pick, Andrea, because it's a tough, tough drop from number one to number four. But I also kind of feel like it's a tough drop from number one to number two. Like it's like it's almost I, it's not as steep of a drop off from from two, three to four. Uh, obviously, I'm going to take the uh, the greatest power play goal scorer of our generation, Chris Kreider. <laughs> uh, well, you had, I guess, his and best competition. Before, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you have the two two best, the clear yeah. number one in Kreider and the clear number two yeah. in Ovi. We'll put Ovi power on play power stars. play two, and we'll get Kreider <laughs> up on the top unit. That makes sense. We'll, you know, we'll score no matter what. All right, so I'm going to now go. It's my turn to start round 14. And I'm going to once again go with a player who I feel like he's a star player. And I worry a little bit about the health. Like when I picked Pasternak first, it was like, I know Bergeron, Dave, you said like Bergeron is really good. And like he always is. And he's not even injured right now, but he always gets injured. I feel like in Vegas, we have a similar situation where like obviously Mark Stone is awesome, but I don't know if he's going to miss some time with that back that's been bothering him. But at the same time, we've got my friend Jack Eichel, who used to be a clear top 
top 10 pick in fantasy. Then last year, he well, he missed a lot of time. We all know the story, right? Then last year, he came to Vegas and wasn't so outstanding, but he had this like broken thumb that he was dealing with. So I feel like he's going to come into this year and go gangbusters, be that star again. Hopefully, like he'll have Mark Stone with him to help him do that. But if Mark Stone does miss time, it's not like Eichel's going to go completely pointless. So give me Eichel. Dave, did I do you a favor here or are you a little bit trepidatious? I feel like... Every time you've drafted first, you've mainly talked about the player who then I'm going to take, which, yeah, of course, is Mark Stone, second overall here in Vegas. Uh, it's no mistake if you're paying attention in the uh, Discord, uh, we're always going back and forth on the uh, daily patron rankings that Andrea is helped running. And uh, the common thread here when we're talking about sleepers this year is Mark Stone. Uh, we're doing the Elon and Brian run the mock drafts. And when you look at the ADP, when you can get Mark Stone in like the fourth or fifth round, that's just a bargain. And so I think he's going to go too late in drafts. The problem is when do you draft? Because the more drafts go on, the more people are going to realize the higher his ADP is. But right now, Mark Stone is great value, especially over three and four. So good luck to this next pick, uh, Ben. I don't know. I'm pretty into Jonathan Marshall. So here um, pace for 70 points last year, uh, obviously was spent a little bit of time hurt the previous two seasons, but paced for 65 the season before uh, 60, the, the two seasons before that. So I feel like I would have liked to get Mark stone here because uh, I started with the fourth overall pick. I feel like I need to get some, some higher upside shots, but Jonathan Marshall. So has a very safe floor and I am very happy to grab him here. So, um, this is a fellow that I had on my Kakupful team last year, and he alternatively had me tearing my hair out and also did very well for me. And uh, so I am going to go with Chandler Stevenson, even though we have no idea what his deployment will be, because he seemed to do reasonably well in a variety of situations last year. Yeah, he's a very interesting guy going into this season. And if if Mark Stone misses time again, which again, I don't want to like put that into the universe. I apologize to Vegas fans. But yeah, you could see Chandler Stevenson on the top line with Eichel. You could see Chandler Stevenson on the top, on the top line with uh, Eichel and Stone, even if no one gets injured. So yeah, it's an interesting pick. It's time to find out like how good he can be. Is Can he put up another year where he's like a 60 plus point guy? All right, Dave, over to you to start round 15. All right, Elon. Well, if you're going to keep uh, talking about my picks before I even take them, then I'm going to have to do you dirty. So we're going to have to go down Gosh. there to Arizona, down to the Yotes, down to the Arizona State University Arena. The capacity crowd, 5,000 people are going to be going crazy. It's going to be electric for the one and only Clayton Keller. He had 63 points in 67 games last year, nearly a point per game pace. Can he do it again? I don't know. But what I do know is that there's no doubt that he's the top player in Arizona. But Nick, oh, sorry, spoiler. I'll send Schmaltz. it over to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's who I thought. Ben, who, do you, who are you taking? The- oh, yeah, I'm going to take Schmaltz, but I, I do want to hear what you were going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say Nick Schmaltz is number two, and I got ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that you apologize to Elon here, but I actually feel like this is a crummy spot for Andrea to go third because the choice between the next two, the three and the four is like, 
uh, I would put them both around the same point projection, and I have no idea which one I would want to be betting on in in this type of a format. So, Andrea, good luck to you, um, and Elon, enjoy whatever uh, whatever comes. Unfortunately, not having listened to the thirty two beats on Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking a shot in the dark somewhat, um, and I will go with Shane Gostespierre. Well, I think that that's a good pick because when we did that interview with Craig Morgan about the Coyotes, he was pretty high on Gostespierre. He said that he thinks that Shane will stay on the top power play because he did so well there. So I think he got a really good floor there. and Maybe he'll be able to repeat that really surprising and great season that he had last year. One of the few like, well, no, I guess not. I was going to say one of the few bright spots. But I guess Keller and Schmaltz also were pretty good bright spots. Even Faye Melka was a, a bit of a surprise. He wasn't supposed to be in the league. We had Gostespierre ended the season with 51 points in 82 games and Craig Morgan said he doesn't see why he can't do that again but all right I mean I gotta do it right like Ben was saying I'm gonna take Jacob Chikrin it didn't go well last year that's for sure he only paced for 37 points you don't have to (laughs) well okay who else I'm gonna take Barrett Hayton I guess I could take uh, you could, Phil you Kessel. Take, you could take Phil, uh, Phil Kessel yeah that's I could I take a UFA yeah. maybe this is a time even if, he, even if he comes back there's yeah. He's Remember Elon, how, how I said you'd never that that's not a very Elon pick. You could subvert expectations. You could make the least Elon pick by going off board here. I just feel like why would I want to not be Elon? I got it. You know, I I like myself, so I, I'm just going to stick with Jacob Chikrin. Hope he gets traded. Hope he gets traded to. I don't know, Ottawa and gets on the top power play like some people have been wanting. I don't know, when you search for Chikrin on Twitter, it's a lot of Ottawa fans hoping he goes there. Who knows if it'll actually happen. But I don't want to get into speculating on trades and signings because we got burned with this whole Nazem Kadri thing where I feel like we spent way too much time on the podcast talking about this like foregone conclusion of Kadri to the Islanders only for him to give us a swerve there at the end and, and go to Calgary. So, uh, And in a way, you're still talking about this Jacob Chikrin thing a minute or two after... Uh, you like longer than you need like i'm still doing it now right like we're just burning podcast time hey this is quality right here like jacob chicken is an interesting piece and when people are drafting him this year they're gonna have to decide he was top 10 going into last year i think uh, in our d rankings we had him like eighth overall something like that we were saying you know with his perifs and everything like that he was a can't miss and then all of a sudden just kind of fell off a map but yeah who else are you gonna take but yeah i'd I'd rather have a free agent maybe paul stastny put the (laughs) team on your back wherever he ends up you know i will add to that dave that uh last year i plugged in the cupful stats to the uh i think it was the first ever year that evolving hockey put together a uh projection player projections for fantasy and their number one defenseman in that format in the cupful format was jacob chicken last year uh which did not work out well no, <laughs> uh, that was probably based a lot on the previous year where he was so phenomenal. Uh, didn't keep that up. Hopefully, will do is, something for me this are year. Are they? Are they honestly trying to trade him? Like, is that the? I haven't heard anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He you was gotta, like top of the draft draft board or trade board at a at the deadline. Apparently, Dave, you got to listen to the interview with uh, Craig Morgan there, Andrew, and you both have some homework after this episode. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> regardless of what happened, nothing's actually happened in the meantime. So this is the most up to date up to news right yeah well the up-to-date news from him anyways was like they're not like active like you know like they'll trade him but they they have a price that's very very high and if someone doesn't meet that price they're happy to hold on and i think it's like a couple firsts and a prospect so it's not gonna not gonna be cheap 
But okay, they they want a similar return apparently to what like uh, Chicago got, or I guess what Columbus got for Seth Jones. Not a, a chance. Really... Not a chance. <laughs> ben, you're up for uh, but round. Let's talk about here. Jacob Chickren some more. No, we gotta it. go. We gotta go on. Go, Ben. <laughs> I love the team. I love you, cousin Dave. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also I will say about Jacob Chickren in Ottawa. Thomas Shabbat's keeping that top top power play spot. Um, I'm going to uh, listen. I, uh, you know, we do a lot of uh, there's been a lot of teams where it's like, I just don't want to get stuck with the fourth player here. I don't think the fourth player here is too bad. I just think at this point, the gap from one to four is too deep. Um, I got to go to Toronto and I got to take Austin Matthews Uh, and I will throw it to Andrea who gets a, a great second pick here. Thank you very much. I will take Mitchell Marner. Please. <laughs> mm, maybe I should have gone Toronto more earlier. Ben, that, that that's a harsh one. Like, yeah, the next two are still great players, but it's definitely a drop down. Uh, give me, I guess, Tavares. Like, I like Nylander. I think Nylander has a higher ceiling than Tavares at this point, but I didn't like that last year he spent time on the third line at times. It just seems like Tavares is like a sure bet to get that like top six and then top like pp1 deployment so i'll take Tavares. then ben could take nylander he could give us a swerve sorry i think i said ben and and then (laughs) yeah well it would be a swerve if uh ben did pick here because that would have meant we had some sort of trade which i'm assuming is allowed in this can i trade this pick you can trade him for jacob chikrin to arizona (laughs) (laughs) no i'm yeah i'm going nylander here there's no surprise elon loves talking about my picks I mean, this man had more points already last year. Like he said, already on being on, on the third line, not having great deployment. He still shoots a lot. And he's going to, I think a point per game is pretty similar. And I don't think there's that much of a disparity between him and Austin Matthews. I think you might see mm-hmm. Matthews score 90 points. I think you might see Nylander score 80 points. I think they might all kind of be around that same area. That's not outside the realm of possibility. So I thank you for that pick cousin bet. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how you're doing this Matthews, but uh, I got, <laughs> I got a bigger discrepancy myself. Yeah. Like obviously if this was like the couple, like a league where we can't like goals are more than assists and like you get a lot of points for shots and like, there's a huge discrepancy, maybe for points only it's not as big, but still like Matthews is probably a good bet for like a hundred plus points, but uh, we'll see Andrea. So we're halfway done the draft. So just like how we started, Andrea started by taking Connor McDavid, number one. Now we're in round 16. McDavid's not out there, but still some really good players. So who who are you going to go with? I'm going to go with Vancouver. And JT Miller. Okay. Uh, I will thank you for that. I like that. I like that for me. I like that for you too. Like JT Miller last year had this huge breakout. I was comparing him to like a Marshawn, just in like having a late, like being solid for all of his career. Then like as he's approaching 30, breaks out and like shows that he could potentially be like a 90 plus point guy. So, and who knows if he gets traded. I don't know if that's going to be good for him or not. Uh, but anyways, we enough uh, trade speculation, I guess, on this show. But anyways, I think I got an easy pick here. I talked about him on the last week as someone I think is going to have a big bounce back. So give me Elias Pettersson, number two on Vancouver. Dave, over to you. Yeah, and I think it's a pretty clear number three as well. Uh, so thank you. But maybe not so much to Ben. But yeah, 68 points in 76 games last year. Sneaky, sneaky, good, really good season for Quinn Hughes. Uh, and I think there's a clear fall off between him and whoever the heck Ben's going to pick at number four here. 
I agree there's a fall off mainly because it's not super clear who the next best pick is. Like, I think Hughes is like, it, there's more security there, though I don't know that the point total will be a big one. It's just if you can hit on that next player. Um, for me, it's between Garland and Besser here. I mean, Horvat, I think, won't fall too far behind the two, but I'm I'm going to shoot for a little bit higher upside, I suppose. Um, Besser is the interesting one. Like, Elon as you mentioned, talking about Pedersen the other night, um, if if Vancouver continues to try and and uh, nurture the the Pedersen Besser magic that that we saw earlier in Pedersen's career, that would be pretty cool. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Connor Garland here. I just I just feel like he has a easier path to. Uh, I can see him not getting hurt or getting thrown off by it. It just feels like uh, seven times burned. Uh, eighth time shy or whatever <laughs> with Brock Besser. Yeah, I guess I can't argue. The old the adage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with it from the injury angle, but I I probably would have taken Besser just because he's more likely to be on the top power play and Garland seems pretty likely to not be there. But uh, yeah, at least you have a guy who doesn't have an injury history for sure. Okay, so my turn to start round 17. We're gonna get a superstar here. I don't want. Da- I know what Dave is thinking. He's already thinking that he wants to burn me and take a team where the topic is really far from the fourth pick. He's mad because I'm talking about his players, which I didn't even know was a pet peeve of yours. If you would have let me know, I wouldn't do it. So fine, maybe I won't anymore. Who knows who you're gonna take second on Colorado? But I know for sure that you're not gonna take Nathan McKinnon because I'm going with Nathan McKinnon and going to the Colorado Avalanche. Dave, I think. I don't even want to comment on who you're going to take. I have a thought, but I won't say anymore. Nice rant there. It's obviously <laughs> uh, Miko Rantanen. Um, I saw some 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 fantasy writers talking about how they they think uh, Miko Rantanen is going to be ahead of players like uh, Mitch Marner this year, and I think that's just silly. But that being said, there's still a clear divide between number two. Well, maybe not so much. Uh, but I think so between number two and number three in Colorado, Ben, what do you think? If there is, I think it's because Rantanen like has, uh, like puts it together for the full 82. And I don't mean that to imply that he hasn't been extremely good over a full season already, but mainly because like, we've seen him go for like 50, 60 games as like the top scorer in the league, like as far back as like. 2019 like he was just had, would have this phenomenal 50 game stretch and then maybe fall off just a bit uh and you know now he's he's paced for 100 points the last two seasons um and i could see him you know getting into that that 110 plus point club i cannot see kale mccarr uh making that jump but i can't and i also worry about kale mccarr from an injury perspective, he's a smaller kid who has struggled to stay healthy at points in his career so far. Only missed five games last year, so maybe it's just I'm uh, um, remembering uh, his injuries when I had him in the couple two seasons ago. But yeah, mm-hmm. Kale McCarr for me at number three, and I will throw it to Andrea. Okay, well, I will take uh, Landeskog. I guess the issue will be how many games does he end up playing as well? Um, I know he had a long stretch towards the end of last year where he was off. So we'll just have to see how it all works out this year. But I think he's the clear number four. Yeah, like it is tough because he had such a great year last year, 59 points in 51 games, like a 95 point pace. But again, for this pool, 
it was just 59 points, which is a little bit disappointing. Like someone like Valerina Chushkin had more points than Landeskog overall, but maybe you're just going to hope that if Landeskog stays healthy all year, then I think you definitely have the right pick. Uh, okay, Dave, you're starting round 19. Do your worst to me. I'm going to have fourth here. No, I think uh, I think you might like being fourth here because we're going to go down to San Jose. And I'm going to take the only guy I trust on the Sharks, and that's Timo Meyer. He was about a point per game last year. And yeah, he might have had not the best seasons before that. But in San Jose, he's the best you're going to get. He's in a contract year. He's going to be a UFA. He's going to ball out. And there's no one else I would rather have from the San Jose Sharks than Timo Meyer. But Ben, let me hear who you'd like to take second. Put the Timo on his back, though. Um, yeah, I like this one uh, because I feel like there's a very clear number two, and I don't like having to make hard decisions uh, after 9 p.m. as it is 9.10 Atlantic Standard Time. Uh, I'm going Tomash Hurdle. Well, here I'm not sure what to do, but I think I will let Elan text, take the next player. So I will take Logan Couture. Yeah, I think he is the right pick here, though I guess uh, Andrew's going to have to have a horseshoe with her at all times for this draft because you've got Landis Gog and Couture, both guys who have missed some time with injury. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would have taken Couture also. Ugh. So I mean, there's someone who I want to take. It's pretty obvious. I want to take my uh, podcast namesake here, Eric Carlson, but he's also someone who misses a lot of time. Or I can make a really non- Elon pick, as Ben would say, and take a rookie that people are pretty excited about. Hmm. Yeah, I think Carlson's too big of a risk for me. He gets injured too much, and he could always just fall off anyway. So this might be, I might have blown, I, think, I, feel, I see Dave shaking his head. Maybe he's going to mock me, but I think I'll take, I just saw some uh, Calder odds released today. Victor shared with me some recent odds dropped, and apparently William Eklund is the highest odds person to win the Calder this year, at least at this point in time. So who am I to argue with the, the fine people in Vegas? I don't know why Dave keeps on giving me thumbs down here, so I'm just going to lock it in, and he could comment why he doesn't like it. But give me William Eklund here for the fourth pick over on San Jose. Ooh. No, oh, come on. Yeah, he's your namesake. Like, you didn't even really have that bad of a year last year. If you think about it, 35 points in 50 games. And now, yeah. now that now that Burns is gone, he's gonna like have that whole thing to himself. I think uh, he might get injured. Yeah, but I'm pretty shocked you didn't take Carlson. I, I will say, yeah, I, I also uh that's a very un Elon pick. I feel like we must have gotten in your heads here. <laughs> I mean, Dave said it all. He had a good year last year and he had 35 points. <laughs> I think if William Eklund makes the team and stays there all year. He's going to have more than 35 points. So it's like a 45 point pace. Did uh did Victor say if he thinks Eklund is gonna No, we didn't discuss it yet. Uh because, so... I mean Eklund had a tough year last year. Yeah. No, I, I, I hey I'm not saying I'm reaching for Eklund in my drafts, but Eric Carlson so, like I like Carlson more for the couple because if he gets injured for a bit, it's no big deal. I can just stash from my IR and get this a is, agent. This is classic Elon. Tier one propaganda. He's <laughs> trying to get this drive yeah, this guy's price true. into the ground. Don't believe it, my fellow tier one 
patrons. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna yeah. he's gonna he's gonna bid. He's gonna be bidding twenty six, twenty seven dollars on this guy. Um, he, he's calculated the vorp. No doubt about it. <laughs> I think that actually, if, if, if I was doing anything strategic, I think I'd be trying to like, you know, boost the value of Eklund so I can like throw him out as a nom to start the draft for a buck and see if, I, if, if he goes up too high. That's what I'm hoping for. Our Carlson is like, whatever, what? He's not a secret. It's like, you want to take the risk on Carlson? I'm not spending 26 in the draft on Carlson just for him to get injured, even though I love him. When he's healthy, he's great. But anyway, okay, Ben, you're up. Who you got? I'm going to New York, uh, the other side of the uh city to talk about the new york islanders a team that i do not like um (laughs) because i do not want to pick fourth here i think that there's a couple interesting options towards the end but i also think that the clear best player on this team has an actual chance to bounce back in a way that would be you know barry trotz is gone you know matt barzell clearly the best player on this team And if things go right, you can see him putting up 90 points in a season. I can't see, it's tough to see anyone else putting up, you know, 60 plus uh, without a couple of things breaking right. I think that if Barzal goes off, I think some of these other players will, but it's harder for me to project who that will be. Uh, So I will take Matthew, Matthew Barzal. Okay. Well, I hope uh, Matt Barzal rejuvenates this year as well. And I'm hoping that Brock Nelson does what he did last year. So I will take him second. It's like Barzal and uh, Brock Nelson will be fighting over the top line, which is not something we expected before. But last year, it ended up being Nelson who got to play with the premier guys. I don't want to name them because Dave will get mad. But one of the guys who Nelson really clicked with last year, but also someone who Barzal has clicked with in the past. So I feel like I'm good either way. I'll take Anders Lee here for the third pick on the Islanders. It's kind of crazy that every year we're talking about the same people. Like the Islanders are always in the news as like being the front runners for some of the top UFAs. I remember when they were in the market for Panarin and people were saying maybe he'd go there. This year, I, like at first, I think Gaudreau, there were rumors. And then it was like Kadri after. They get no, no one wants to go to the Islanders. I don't get why, but uh, sucks to be them. And uh, does it suck to be Dave getting fourth pick on the Islanders Maybe like Ben predicted? They can't grow facial hair, and their their boss seems to be a old school hard ass. <laughs> like that's the rule you're saying? Like they're not allowed to grow facial hair? That is the that is the official rule that has been well reported at this point. <laughs> no, it seems like a bad. It seems like an unfun work environment. Right? Does Panarin grow facial hair anyways? Seems no, like he a is cool. a little boy face. <laughs> yeah, he could have gone there. Wouldn't have bothered him. <laughs> but okay, Dave, who you got? <laughs> I've got to go with Noah Dobson. I mean, I think he's the safest bet here. He had, what was it, 51 points last year. And yeah, like Ben alluded to, new coach, you never know. Hopefully, whatever they're doing, they can get the power play buzzing. And uh, I think he's a safer bet at points than anyone else on the Islanders. Like, There's obviously a stream scheme favorite, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Uh, There's always... There's always this one guy on Twitter who's always saying, let Beauvillier eat, and I agree, but are they going to do it? Uh, so I think I'm just going to take the safe thing here and go number one, power play, QB, Noah Dobson. Yeah, that's probably who I would have gone with too. Remember last year when we were like kind of into Palmieri, wondering who's going to play with Leon Barzal, and now it's like even if he does, like I still won't be that interested. Like last year, I think in the podcast we were like, watch camp. If you see Palmieri on that line, gotta grab him. But like he's shown that he's kind of hit a ceiling, I think. So okay, Andrea, you're starting off round twenty here. I think I'm just struggling here to figure out where to go. 
Mm-hmm. All your heart. That's what I always say. <laughs> Why don't we go to the to L.A. and uh, I will pick Kevin Fiala. Andrea, you are my very good friend. This is great. You started the draft taking McDavid, letting me have Drysaddle, which I appreciated. You let me take Pedersen after you took Miller the last time you picked first. And once again, you're doing me a solid. I think Fiala's a solid pick. I don't know who's actually going to be the highest scorer between Fiala and Kopitar, but uh, clearly those are the top two on the Kings. Like I don't think people will disagree. Uh, so yeah, give me Kopitar. Out of curiosity, Andrea, Dave said, "Follow your heart." What? Who is your like rooting interest? Do you have a favorite team that you root for? Well, I grew up in Montreal, but I can no longer root for them. At least not right now. So Toronto, mm-hmm. I live in Toronto. So oh. that's that's my team. That's fun. I live in Toronto too. We should hang out sometime. <laughs> We could. <laughs> we should get a meetup going. But okay, okay. I guess I'm stalling now for Dave. So Dave, I've given you a lot of time now to think about it. Who are you taking on LA? Yeah, I think there's a clear divide between uh, one and two and three and four on this team. But three and four, I think, are pretty close. But I'll go uh, Victor Arvidsson here. I think 60-point uh, pace last year, uh, his first year with the team. And obviously, yeah, they're bringing on free agents. Maybe that power play can get a little better with Fiala. And uh, with uh, hopefully, or what I think would be this next guy, if he can stay a little healthy. But Ben, are you thinking who I'm thinking? Am I thinking what you're thinking? I would assume so, because I'm obviously going to take Monsieur Adrian Kempe. Um, I might have taken him over Arvidsson. It's like you can see both of them hitting the 60 point pace. Uh, Arvidsson, I expect to miss a little bit more time, maybe. Um, I probably would have Arvidsson with the high, the higher pace and Kempe maybe with slightly more points, but yeah, it's, it's a, I agree as well, Dave, that it's, this is a crappy team to get stuck at third and four. No, I, I was thinking maybe uh drew daddy. Um, cause if he can stay healthy, he's like a sure thing. And yeah, like that power play is going to get better. And so if he, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's a lock for like 45 points. Yeah, well, so that's not so exciting, right? Compared, like, obviously, yeah, in a like league that more than that, yeah, like if uh, you're in a regular draft where defensemen, you know, you need to fill different positions, then yeah, for sure, Dowdy could be a bit of a sleeper. I don't think people have him on their mind as like one of the top end defensemen, but but like in your bangers leagues, like you said, he had a 65 point pace in the games he did play. He still hits, he still blocks. So yeah, he's he's pretty good, and I think he's got that top power play locked up for a couple more years. Maybe Brant Clark will one day take it from him, but in the meantime. He's pretty good. Okay, so it's over to me now to start round 21. Yeah, we're definitely getting to a point here where it's just like, do you want to take like a superstar, but then you're helping others? Man, I could really burn Andrea, which I wouldn't want to do because she was really nice to me. There's a team that I see like three good players and one like, then a big drop. Now that I said it though, then will Dave do it to me? But okay, I need to return the favor because Andrea was nice to me and took Fiala and let me have Kopitar. So I'll take a team where the number four isn't so bad. Let's go to, yeah, let's go to Pittsburgh, I guess. Dave's favorite team, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're all all pretty good, but I think there's a pretty big discrepancy at the end of the day. And I'll just go with Jake Gensel, even though I think that there's people who have a higher points upside, but there's some injury risk with uh, those other superstars that obviously people know who I'm talking about on Pittsburgh. Uh, but Gensel will probably play all the games and be like over a point per game. So I think it's a solid bet. So give me him. 
You took uh, Gensel? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, then easy decision here. It's Crosby. I mean, uh, at least between one and two, I don't think there's uh, that much of a discrepancy. And I think there's definitely, you said (laughs) you don't think you're uh, hurting Andrea that much, but uh, there is a possibility. And uh, it's what hurt me last year. Yeah, like, remember, this is uh, points per season, uh, not points per game as a Brian famously tried to claim last year. So uh, not that I'm trying to predict anything here, but give me for now, hopefully you can stay healthy. Knock on wood, the captain, sit the kid, Ben, I'll send it over to you. Dave, I think you got a a steal here with, with Crosby at number two. I definitely think Gensel's a, a relatively safe point per game player. Elon, I agree with that assessment, but I don't know. I just feel like Crosby, he gets the full season of health, like the 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 pace that he had after getting his game back last year was was quite high. I, I just I would like that upside myself. Um, I'm really struggling with this number three pick. Uh, I'm just going to say some names, Andrew. I'm sorry if I'm uh, if I'm spoiling anything, but like so if Genny Malkin is the 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 usual pick here, like if we're going points per game, that's where I'm going. Brian Rust is a really interesting player. Elon and I talked about him earlier this week as somebody who could. Um, who could be like, you know, repeat what he did last year as a 70 plus point player. If he gets top line, top power play again, Elon seems to think that Ricard Raquel might, might uh, eat into some of the power play minutes. And uh, we, I talked to Jesse uh, Marshall who said that he expects Raquel could get a shot on the top unit on the top line as well with, uh, with Crosby and Gensel at times. Um, All that to say, I think I'm going to take Chris Letang number three. A uh, player who had an incredible season last year and who has seemed to get some of his Band-Aid boy issues in order. Uh, he seems like the safer pick here. I just don't want to get burned picking 40 games of Evgeny Mal- Malkin or Brian Rust from from line two and, and just have him put up, you know, a 60. I mean, maybe Rust is still safer than than Latang, but I'll take Latang. How things have changed that now it's like Chris Letang is our safe non-injury risk right. pick. <laughs> Good <Yes>. for him. <laughs> okay, Andrews. Okay. Yeah, you got okay. some fun guys. Choose from. Yes, um, it's a struggle. It's a bit of a struggle between. I guess it's a struggle between uh, Malkin and Rust for me right now. Not knowing how Rust will be deployed, and not knowing how many games Malkin will actually play. Is Malkin? A free agent at the end of this year? Does anyone know? No, he, he, was, he was a free agent at the end of last season, and he just signed a four-year deal. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with Rust. What the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play it safe. <laughs> Why, right, Dave? Malkin could go undrafted in a... Like, it's just like, it feels like... Um, <laughs> that, that, to me, feels like a moment where I'm kind of just uh, recognizing time has passed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's sad. I actually have Malkin in a dynasty cap league where, like, once he starts his contract, I'm like forced to hold him for the next four years. And like, he's of getting Malkin. Like, I don't want to not keep him, but also it is like it feels risky just because. Yeah, four years. He's already like past thirty five. So he's going to be going into like being forty, and he's so injury prone. Anyway, it'll be. I'm curious to see how these next couple of years will go for for Malkin and Latang, though. Okay, all right. So Dave, you're up to start round twenty two. One of the biggest mistakes I made last year was uh, one of my early <laughs> picks was taking it over to Detroit. And I think I selected first from Detroit, uh, Jacob Rana. 
and he ended up scoring 19 points hmm. on the air, which uh, if you're familiar with, we had a Kokanyemi rule. Anyone at any time could have drafted Jasperi Kokanyemi uh, and <laughs> replaced anyone else on any team. And Kokanyemi ended up scoring, I believe, 28, 29 points. So he would have outperformed Vrana. But I am correcting that this year, not to tip any picks or anything. But I am taking the captain, the only player I believe in, in Detroit, and that's Dylan Larkin. You know, however, they signed a bunch of new players. Uh, The team's going to be hopping. This might be the first year they might kind of be competitive. And if there's anyone that's going to be leading that charge, it's going to be Larkin. And however the lines shake out, however the power plays shake out, he's going to be involved in the top line and top power play. So I'll gladly take Dylan Larkin here. And I'll let you guys fight it out for the rest. I will go next. Um, and uh, I will win the fight that Dave let us have. Um, and for me, it's a couple of guys that I could go for here. But I just kind of want to go for this upside. And the the player who seems to be stapled to Dylan Larkin at, at even strength and on the power play. Um, I don't see any of the new additions um, um, eating into Lucas Raymond's role. I could see Tyler Bertuzzi moving up or down. Um, so yeah, I'll go, uh, I'll go Lucas Raymond at number two and throw it to Andrea. Okay. Well, this fellow gets no respect in kick up fall from what I can see or read and I will pick him. Uh, David Perron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perennially some of the people forget about and, and this year, He's on a new team. He's coming off an amazing season in St. Louis. We'll, we'll see what his role is. Uh, yeah, Dave, by the way, I appreciate it that you know I gave you Crosby, so you gave me a team where the fourth pick isn't so bad. So should I repeat what you did last year, but at a much uh, safer place and take Verona here at four, or do I take Tyler Bertuzzi, who's like a clear, solid top line, top power play guy, is he like I, we were just talking on the Discord about how like is he once again not going to be able to play those games in Canada because he's not vaccinated? That would be like super annoying. Um, like either please get vaccinated or someone change the rules. But like we need to we need to get going here. Like how am I supposed to organize my fantasy games around this? Because there's a lot of games, <laughs> there's a lot of Canadian teams, right? So uh, maybe to play it safe, uh, give me yeah, I guess give me Verona. He's not injured now. I think he's a really great player once he gets the opportunity. So. This is like, I would take Bertuzzi if it was not total season. And if, if I was, but even in Yahoo, it's annoying because you can't even put him in the IR. Or we're, I think we were able to put him on IR plus last year. He wasn't suspended. Was he suspended when he wasn't playing those games in Canada or was he IR plus? Does anyone remember? No, I think he was, uh, I think he would, you just had to ride it out. I don't think you could put him on IR plus. Oh man. Yeah. So, okay. So maybe I wouldn't take him on Yahoo either that high for that reason. But anyway, I'd have to look at the schedule, see like when, when those games happen, but okay. I took Verona, uh, Ben over to you to start the next round. Thank you, Elon. Um, I am looking at a few teams here that I'm trying to determine which one is scarier to get stuck with at four. And uh, yeah, uh, that's a, not interesting to the people who don't know what teams I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to spoil my uh, strategy. So this is this is what 
This is what our, this is what podcasting is all about. Talking about things that nobody understands except for you. This uh, is such I'm, stalling, such obvious stalling. <laughs> it's actually just me trying to resolve the uh, unresolvable thread that I started for some reason. I'm just rambling. Um, I, yeah, no real stalling to be done. I've already made up my decision. And Elon, thank you for helping me stall a little bit further. I'm going to jump over to Carolina. And of course, I'm going to start with their... Franchise player, Sebastian Ajo, the forward, not the defenseman from New York. And I will take uh, Andrei Shvetsnikov second, please. Okay, I love... Didn't have such a good year last year, but hopefully he can bounce back this year. I mean, he's still so young, and now... Like, I guess now that Pacioretty is announced to be injured and, you know, Trocek's gone, you'd think that he gets, like, even bigger role. I guess we'll have to see what line he ends up on, but he'll like, be locked on that top power play. It's hard to imagine Sveshnikov not bouncing back a little bit. But, yeah, last year, only the uh, 69 points in 78 games. It's not even that bad, right? It's still 73-point pace, so not not too shabby. But, yeah, I'm very happy here because I wouldn't want fourth. It, Carolina would have been a team where I would think they're all pretty similar if Pacioretty weren't injured. But now that he is, I think there's a bit of a dip. So thank you, uh, Dave, for not taking Carolina when you could have. You did something nice for me taking Detroit instead. Now Ben takes Carolina, which is great because I get Tevo Teravainen with a third pick. And Dave, I'll be curious to see where you go here because there's a few options. You could go with Kakaniemi, who you just brought up before. Here, this is your only opportunity to get Kakaniemi, unlike last year. So are you going to take that opportunity? No, absolutely. Or absolutely not. It's uh, Brent Burns here, clearly. I think, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a drop-off between one and the rest here, but I think two, three, four are relatively close. And maybe Svechnikov is a little bit more. But Toivo and Brent Burns, I think they're both going to be 60-point players. I think Burns, uh, like you guys kind of talked about before, they're slaving truthers out there. But I, I'm not a part of that movement. I think it's Brett Burns. I think he's going to dominate. You saw what TDA did that last year. I think Brett Burns is a lot better. I think he's easily going to destroy the league, and I think he's going to be a great pick. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, makes sense for sure. If he's uh, the top power play guy, he's going to get a lot of points. I, I think I'd go Jarvis. I Actually, I know I would. Uh, I prefer Jarvis here. I, I really like him ahead of this next year. I think he's going to be uh, on the top line. I think he'll be the... Or rather, I know he'll be in the top six playing with some really strong players, and I believe he'll get that top uh, power play assignment as well. You don't think Martin Nechas has a shot? And you're, man, how, how, how he's fallen. But uh, yeah, he's, he's got a new contracts. So we'll see. But yeah, Jarvis, I mean, I think he'll get the opportunity. That, it's just a matter of if he can do something with it. Yeah, I took, I, I was in my uh, research for this draft, I was listening to last year's draft, and I unfortunately took Martin Nechas because I had said that, uh, my good buddy and sometimes stream scheme co-host Mason was talking him up. So I just want to sit there. I just want to say that uh, I still won because now I can make fun of Mason. Bad pick Mason. <laughs> All right, Andrea, you're up your second, last first overall pick in a round. Where are you going to go? We are going to Dallas. That's where I wanted to go the last time when I was humming and hawing and had a bit of a moment. But we're going to pick Jason Robertson. Yeah, I Dallas is the team that I was thinking of going to on my last pick too. But I felt again, I was saying you were going to go fourth, and I didn't want to leave you with someone off that top line. So uh, now you do me a nice favor of taking Dallas, where I think the I mean it's it's a tough choice. Like it's between 
uh, Dave, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do it, but it's clearly between Pavelski and Hintz for who's the second pick on Dallas. Uh, and it's just a matter of choosing which one. Like, I really think it's just a coin flip and trying to predict. And, you know, like Pavelski's super old, but Hintz did have that injury history a couple of years ago. I feel like Pavelski is just like a safer bet to play more games. This might be wrong, but I'll take Pavelski. Dave, you could take Hintz. No, I mean, I like that pick. Like you said, it's pretty close. Uh, obviously, Hintz has the uh, youth on his side, uh, but Pavelski's got not only the experience, but also a uh, contract year. I don't know how much of a contract year makes a difference at, uh, what is it, 37, 38 years old now. Uh, so it might just be if he just wants to keep on playing or not at that point. Like He might just become like a Patrice Bergeron who's like, eh, hey, I've already made enough money if i just want to keep playing at that point it doesn't really matter so at this point that a contract year typically i would give like someone an extra 10 15 points in a contract year but uh maybe not if you're 38 but either way talking too much about it i will go hints and leave the last pick up to ben I think I would, I think I'd take hints above Pavelski for just the upside of like seeing the possible breakout, the, the possible route to a breakout. But, um, those two are, are a real pick them. Um, looking down the list, I could see like, you could really talk yourself into Tyler Sagan, like not being terrible this year, right? Like it's possible to, to believe in Tyler Sagan again, I think, right, Elon? I mean, I guess like uh, he shouldn't have just lost all of his talent. I think that the problem is also at this point, the deployment won't be what he used to get. He's not top liner anymore, but I think as the fourth pick, it's not that bad. Yeah, but I'm not going that way. Okay, am, whoa. I'm not going twist. into the, the bounce back. I am going for the fun pick here. I want to see what Miro Hayes can. I know that I was kind of the uh, the uh, the wet blanket, the Brian Calm in our episode <laughs> earlier this week on, uh, on Haskinen, but I, uh, I, I'm too... I'm too enthusiastic to see what can happen and, and to see if he can fit into the role on a top unit and, and see if he can sort of uh, turn into a uh, one of those guys that we talk about as like a, the, the defenseman who kind of put up forward type points. So yeah, give me Haskin in here. Okay. So you get Miro Haskin and Mason Marchment would have also potentially been an interesting guy to take a swing on. We'll have to see what he looks like, but uh, yeah. Dallas, uh, also, Ben, uh, it seems like we've gotten some mixed results on our odd or not hashtag. Some people are agreeing with me that he's going to be the bee's knees, uh, which I guess is a very dated term. I don't know why I just said that. But yeah, and some people are saying that maybe he's a little overrated. Everyone's uh, saying bee's knees on the, on the odd or not hashtag. It's wild. Let's, let's get it going again. <laughs> the hashtag bee's knees. This, okay, add that. If you, if you want to enter the draw, that's oh, no. ending next Saturday. You could also use hashtag bee's knees if you'd like. Uh, no, okay. Was, how are you offering this hashtag that's clearly been used a million times after you were a super purist about like using <laughs> one that no one has ever used before? Okay, week? but the knees has to be spelled like Leafs prospect Matthew knees. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to. Uh, my turn again here and i'm gonna now now we're getting to a point where i feel like all the teams have guys that are like pretty similar but i do think there's a bit of a drop here and maybe more risk outside of the top pick so i'll go to buffalo and i'll take surging new superstar in the league 
maybe even at this point better than Ryan O'Reilly, who before everyone made fun of them for trading Ryan O'Reilly for this guy and some other things. Maybe that's going too far. Right? Ryan O'Reilly is great. But Tage Thompson, nothing to sneeze at at this point. So I'll take him as the top pick over on Buffalo. Dave, over to you on the Sabres. You dirty dog. You know I love raging Tajan Thompson. But uh, you know what they say. Friends, don't let friends draft Jeff Skinner. But I am left <laughs> with no choice here as the second overall pick in Buffalo. I mean, they don't, have, they don't have any reason not to give them all the opportunity in the world in primo deploymento down there in Buffalo on the top line and top power play. He's going to shoot a bunch. Uh, not that that has anything to do in a points format like this, but uh, yeah, I I like him over. I think it's probably not too far away from this number three guy, but I think there's a clear divide between Jeff Skinner and this next guy. So I think I may be going a bit off board here. Um, I could see a couple of different options here. Certainly there is a very young, very talented defenseman uh, who, who could go here. I'm going to go up front though. And I'm going to pick a player who had a really nice breakout season on this team after he was traded for Jack Eichel. And that is Alex Tuck. I, I like Alex Tuck. I like his chances to build on last season. I don't know if it will be his breakout year, but give me the Tuckster. Okay. Well, I'm a bit jealous of that one. <laughs> I think I'm going to take Rasmus Dahlin. I, um, in the absence of, I don't know, should I take him or somebody else? Give me, give me other, other ideas. Casey Middlestat? No, I, I think he, I think he's a save. I mean, he got 51 points last year with, yeah, uh, with that team that was kind of really kind of learning who they are now. And I think this year we might see them take a little bit step forward, not much, but I think 45 points is a safe floor, which I don't know. I don't think any forward is a safe thing to score more than that. Yeah. yeah. I'll stick with them. Thank you. I, I think it's the right pick also. Like the upside is there for like 60. We were, that's what we were expecting a couple of years ago after that great rookie year. And then he fell down a little bit, but now that they have this like great top line and yeah, you, you brought a middle stat, like he could send to the second line, but it could also be cousins. They've got Jack Quinn coming up. Like, I feel like there's, there's a lot of, Oh, Krebs. Like there's a lot of competition, yeah, you know, for Krebs. who's going to get in that top six. All right. So Dave, over to you now to start the next round. Give me a fourth pick. So yeah, be kind once again, please. Of course. So this next team, I took great satisfaction in watching their demise this last year. Um, it kind of hurt me because I drafted this one guy who I'm going to take number one overall here uh, early in a lot of leagues, and he was injured. And But really, he's all that's left. They got a new coach. They might be playing more defensively. So maybe some people will argue that there's a, a lesser of a range between the top pick and the fourth pick here. So maybe that's a good thing for you, Elon. But I'm going to go Sean Couturier of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers just because he should. He was injured last year, but hopefully he should be good to go this year. And as long as he's able to stay healthy, I think he's at least a sure thing for 60 points, uh, hopefully. But I think that's the only person on the Flyers that you can say that for. But maybe Ben disagrees. I feel like... I'm okay going second here. I feel like the mainly because the Couturier injuries stack up um, and it's easy for me to see a situation in which um, in which Travis Konechny uh, puts up comparable or, or maybe slightly better than uh, Sean Couturier. So yeah, Travis Konechny for me, um, I, uh, 
yeah, not a not a tough call for me at two. Okay, well, I'm anxious to see how Tony D'Angelo does on this team this year. So I will make him my third pick, and maybe Elan will pick the fellow who shoots a lot on this mm. team from last year. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, Dan, so you two D picks in a row for Andrea. I'm looking through your team here. You also took John Klingberg early on when Dave started us in Anaheim. And yeah, you also had John Carlson. So yeah, you're going to need these uh, PP1 guys to produce. It was always nice to have those. And I had a bunch of them last year in this format. Uh, yeah, D'Angelo is going to be interesting. A lot of people are saying, I think, Ben, we were talking on the last show how you were saying that D'Angelo won't be able to keep up what he was doing in Carolina, which I didn't disagree with. But I think that people might be like too low on him now. I think that he's still a solid bet for like 50 points. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, now it's over to me. I think, you know, Cam Atkinson has had some injury issues, but... Uh, Last year, there was a stretch where he was like getting points every game, so many shots. Like, he's someone that could be a decent sleeper this year. Uh, so yeah, give me Cam Atkinson. I'll definitely be happy with that as a fourth pick over on Philly. Ben, we've got uh, you, and then we're gonna only have four rounds left. So you're the only one with two of these first overall picks in a round to go. So who are you gonna use your first one on? And I think we can all agree that I'm I'm playing with uh, one hand tied behind my back here because I don't even get this. I don't even get to pick at 32. I just get whoever is and I inherit as the last team available. So true. Uh, hashtag free Ben for uh, <laughs> to enter the competition on uh, Twitter. Um, I'm going to go to Winnipeg. I feel like I just really don't want the fourth player here. Um, and so I'm going to take Kyle Connor. Of course, I feel like I'm giving Andrea a, a very solid number two here. Um, and I feel like I'm also okay with the number three. So you're welcome as well, Elon. Thank you again. I will take Mark Shifley, please. I think uh, he's, he's a good number two. And thank you again as well because i will take nikolai ehlers who we talked about on that last episode as someone i'm really excited for especially with a new coach who knows maybe this is the year that he finally gets that top power play time i don't think dave has uh terrible players to pick from though but it'll be interesting to see but where I he goes but i think it's a pretty decent drop in terms of what i expect points wise is fair all. fair fair all right who's he going with no it's yeah it's uh all reliable here blake wheeler 60 point player i'll i'll take that and i don't think that there's necessarily going to be uh, Kyle Connor. Yeah, he had a good year last year, but I could easily see him only getting like 80, 82 this year. And I could see Blake Wheeler getting uh, 62. So I don't think there's that big of a gap. And that's why Pierre-Luc Dubois requested a trade. He can't even make it top four picked in this draft with the team he's on right now. So Dubois is going to try to go somewhere where he can get picked when we do this next year. Uh, all right, final four teams. Andrea, you're starting us off once again. Where should we uh, be looking at? Well, why don't we go to St. Louis and I will pick uh, Pavel Bushnevich, please. Yeah, St. Louis is a team where I have like, basically no discrepancy between my top four i like them I all agree. so like, yeah buchinavich is a, as good a pick as any i guess uh he had a really great year ben are, are, are rangers fans still like salty or is that like a thing like are they annoyed still about how buchinavich got traded for pretty much nothing i am yeah i would be too i wonder if panarin is annoyed also <laughs> like he signed I that think, big contract i mean if you listen to uh the new york rangers episode of the beats uh, the 32 beats writer beat writer series uh Arthur Staple mentions that uh, 
there's a bit of tension between the Rangers right. front office and Panarin. And that part of it is, you know, losing Buchnevich, uh, Ryan Strom leaves this off season. Like there's definitely a little bit of, um, a little salt between it seems between, uh, Chris Drury and some of the, uh, some of the Rangers players. Yeah. Well, their loss was obviously St. Louis's gain. He was fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's really tough to pick here. I feel like I'll just go with Tarasenko. He might not even play the whole season in St. Louis. Apparently he still wants out, but he was so awesome last year. And obviously there's that little bit of injury risk because he missed all that time before, but it seems like hundred percent at this point. So I'll take Tarasenko. Dave, over to you. Yeah. Easy choice here. Uh, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell that Rob Thomas fell all the way to number three here. Uh, we're not talking a couple points. We're not talking your, uh, your bangers and mash here, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking straight up points. And this man had 77 points in 72 games last year. Yeah, he only had 115 shots. But like I said, it's just points, baby. So don't worry about it. I'll take Rob Thomas here, third overall. Ben, over you to round it out for St. Louis. Yeah, it's a bummer that I'm saying this in round 29, but Andrea, this is the first time that you picked a team where I was like, I'm fine picking fourth here. It does not matter to me. Um, I'll take Jordan Cairo. I might have taken him first on this team. I, 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 Not that that's, again, like I, not that I see a huge discrepancy, um, but I could you could make a case for any of these four, I feel, uh, at number one. And uh, yeah, over to Elon for the next round. All right, so we've only got three teams left. Looks like I'm choosing between Ottawa, Seattle, and who? Who's, oh, Nashville. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll take Nashville, I guess. He gets injured sometimes, but when he doesn't, he's amazing. So I'll take Philip Forsberg as the top pick over on Nashville. And I'll easily claim number two here, Matt Duchesne. Uh, obviously, there was someone else on Nashville who scored a lot of points last year. But I think that was a little bit of an outlier, and I don't, I don't think he's able to do it again this year, and that's why I'm taking Matt Duchesne right here. Uh, you can't say I said his name because I didn't, but Ben, who are you taking number three in Nashville? I mean, I would have, yeah, give me Roman Yossi here. That's I'm, I also, on the show that we did last week, mentioned that I'm not super high on Yossi to repeat last year. But I'm not super high on Matt Duchesne repeating uh, the the highs that he had last year as well. So I, I think I, I see those two within five points or, or whatever of each other. Not a not a massive thing. I just really expected Yossi to go number two because of the the season he just had. Okay, and it's down to me. And I guess it depends maybe who is centering the top line. Um, what the heck? I'll pick Ryan Johansson at this point. Dave hates that pick because I know you. Dave, what's the reason for your uh, hatred for Ryan Johansson? He's a jerk. He's some. <laughs> he's someone who will ask to borrow your pen, and then just not give it back. So but true. then, but then, if you like ask for it back, we'll be like, "Oh yeah, no problem." And then I'll give it back. But it's like I shouldn't have to ask. Just, <laughs> just give my pen back. Is that second part added to the lore? I don't remember hearing that second part before. I mean, it's, uh, it's written in stone. Okay. <laughs> Mark Stone. Okay. Well, uh, Dave, you've avoided Ryan Johansson, as you always do, but he did get taken. I guess Granlin would have been the other option. So, yeah, it could definitely, it might even change throughout the season for sure. Uh, Dave, so uh, here you go. Pick uh, the team, and then Dave is going to, so it's Ottawa or, or Seattle, and then Dave's going to get the other one. I'm happy with fourth pick on either of these teams. So, I think Andrew and I are, are good either way. But uh, where, where are we going first? 
I it's clearly Seattle. I'm going Oliver Bjorkstrand here. He you can, some people even call me the number one Bjork stan. Uh, and I think out of all the players in Seattle, who knows what's going to happen to their lines? Who knows what's going to happen to their power play? Uh, this might be another situation where just none of their forwards score 50 points. But I think if anyone can do it, it's Oliver. So I'll take him first overall here in Seattle for the crack. I kind of like, I feel like this is a team where the top three are, there's a slight teardrop uh, between three and four. Um, I'll take Jared McCann here and uh, hope that things happen for him this year. This is a tough one for me. I'm not sure where Andre Burakovsky is going to end up with his deployment, but I think what what the heck? I'll go for the rookie. I'll take Maddie Beneers. Oh, I was all ready for you to take Burakovsky, and I was going to take Beneers, but you uh, swooped in there. I wanted to have my Eklund Beneers tandem and have a good chance of getting a Calder winner. But okay, you get Beneers, who's been going high in our mock drafts and for good reason. He had that great stretch when he came in right at the end of last year, and a lot of people are super high on him for next year, maybe even as the top line center. Because who else will it be, right? Maybe Shane Wright. <laughs> Could be a rookie either way. But yeah, I'm not going to take Shane Wright here. I would have maybe taken Beneers. But instead, I guess I'll just take Andre Burakovsky. They're paying him. They signed him to this contract not to not play him in a prominent role, I'd hope. So as fourth on Seattle, I think there's a decent enough chance that he could end up first. I think all, all four of these picks have a, I would say, a four-sided die. You could just roll that. And then to me, either of them could be the top pick on the team. I guess there's also even some other players, like if Jaden Schwartz stays healthy all year, Jordan Eberle. Like, yeah, I feel like it's a pretty even landscape in Seattle. And overall, it's an interesting team. I'm curious to see how they'll do now with some of these uh, players they've brought in, like a Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand, and then rookies like Beniers and Shane Wright. Okay, Ben, so we're going to Ottawa. I know you said that you don't let your, like, not free because you don't get to choose the team, but you do get to take I've your decided pick. to take Ottawa here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to go right on over to the Ottawa Senators, Elon's hometown. Um <laughs> You know what, Elon, before the show started, you said how like you don't see much of a difference between these four. And I actually I had Ottawa as a greater discrepancy than like Philadelphia, Seattle, like the, some of the, a lot of the teams here just at the end. I feel like um, th- I, there's a very clear top line and, and line two um, discrepancy here. So for me, it's really between any of the three guys I think are going to be on the top line. I'm going to take Alex DeBrinkett and hope that he has the uh, that he continues to produce at a high level and and is the guy uh, and is the guy when it comes to scoring goals for Les Sens. And I will take another of the top liners, uh, Brady Kachuk. Yeah, DeBrinkett Kachuk, good picks on Ottawa, but like I said, I, I'm good with a lot of people, uh, including people that won't get picked. There's a couple of good players that are going to not go. Uh, but I guess at this point, I'll take who I think is probably the third top liner, if I were to guess. Top line center, at least. Give me Josh Norris as the third on the Sens. And Dave, you got a choice. Since whatever, you can't screw me over anymore. I could just blow it up. You, got, you have a great choice. You could take uh, Giroux, Stutzla, Batherson. Wow, what a smorgasbord of options you've got for the last pick of the draft. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that the Senators like are have a little bit of excitement to them this year and they might actually contend and make some noise. Uh but yeah, no one knows for sure how the lines will ultimately shake out. No one knows for sure 
how the power play will necessarily shake out. But I'm going with my old friend in years, Drake Batherson, Drake Batherson. Yeah, like when Ben said that the first line was like a lock and then he took Alex DeBrinkett, someone who's never even played a minute for the Ottawa Senators before. I was very surprised because why would you break up that first line? Batherson was a point per game player last year. They was broke 40 up that four- line last year. What are you talking about? Dave, also, you just took Bjorkstrand the last round as someone who's never played for his Drake team. Also, yeah, but who else was Seattle guy last year? What are you talking about? Drake Batherson. Yeah, he was a point per game. 44 and 46, sir. That's, that's point. That's point per game. <laughs> Dave Brown's 44, 44 and 46. How's that not a point per game? It's it <laughs> what <laughs> you need 46 i think to be point per game yeah. essentially what's the pace like 80 78 my point is clear i'm going with drake batherson and i hold no regrets and you never know he might even outpace the brinket whenever the brinket's on the second line in ottawa with right. drew and drew and uh stutzla big time I timmy jim taking stutzla here myself i like stutzla I think he's going to be the top. I think he's getting that top. He's staying on the top power play over uh, over Batherson. Maybe I'm uh, I'm riding off the Ian Mendez interview, who who got me really hyped for Tim Stitzla. I don't know, but but that's there's a reason why the Senators lasted until the very last pick. I have no clue how the lines are going to shake out, and really, I think no one really knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting Norris in the third round was happy was good for me. I might have even taken uh, Giroux there as that fourth pick. So yeah, you could have probably gone either way. Well, this has been a blast. We did it, all 32 teams. Uh, for people who listen and want to see the draft results, I'll post them. Let's say uh, keepingcarlson.com slash draft. Is that already taken? I feel like that's already taken. Keeping Carlson. I'm going to check that right now. Slash mock draft 2022. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> I'll just do slash draft. Let's get slash draft right now is going to a draft I did with the Fantasy Hockey Life podcast with Ben in the middle of last year. So I think that that's gotten enough play. Now we can make keepingcarls.com slash draft. Go to this spreadsheet here with our, with our picks. But yeah, this has been a blast. Thank you so much to Ben, Dave and Andrea for coming on the show. Let's just go in order quickly before we round things out. Do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything you want people to, to check out aside from all your great contributions in the keeping Carlson community, or you could just shout those out even, but uh, let's start Andrea first time on keeping Carlson. You did a great job. I, I think you drafted a really good team here. I especially appreciate that first overall Connor McDavid pick when I had number two. So yeah, the, I want to tell people uh, where they can find you and anything you want them to check out. Uh, well, the best place to find me is in the Discord community. So you should definitely join Cupful because uh, I am in Tier 7. I am a newbie to all of this, and I can say it's a lot of fun, and it's a very welcoming community. And uh, it's, it's as Elan said earlier, it's very well curated. So you'll find that people are very friendly, and uh, you can learn a lot. So come and join us. Ah, oh, thanks so much. Yeah, really appreciate you and all your help that you've given us on the Discord as a moderator and helping with the uh, these uh, rankings every single day. And yeah, good luck next year in Tier 7. Good luck oh, climbing up. 
to play uh, Dave Benner myself in, in, in a year or two. Uh, Dave, you've obviously made yourself a name being the host of the stream scheme every week, letting us know who's got a stream agami, who is the person you've got to grab uh, Monday morning at 3 a.m. Eastern time on Yahoo. Uh, anything else you want to tell people to check out? Yeah, follow us on Twitter at NHL Stream Scheme. Like we mentioned before, we're going to be on the uh, Keeping Carlson main channel uh, this year. And so I don't think there's too many people that are listening that are just subscribed to the, the old uh, stream scheme uh, channel that weren't subscribed to Keeping Carlson before. But nonetheless, check us out over there. When 17 and 6 last year, looking to do the same thing this year. We're going to take the world by storm, and I'm excited to get it going. All right. And Ben, as always, a pleasure. You always, you don't let me get out of the way with anything. You always make sure that everything I say is very well researched. And otherwise you're going to, you're going to snap at me with a hot take coming the other way. And I always appreciate it. It's a blast talking to you on the show. We did it before. People are going to hear you already, like you said, on the next episode. So uh, people get their fix of Ben Burnett and I'm sure they love it all the time when they're subscribed to Keeping Carlson. But yeah, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Elon. Yeah, uh, you guys are the best, and I appreciate you all the time. Okay, and I have the same sentiment to you three and also to the listeners. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to tweet at us. Let us know who you think won the draft. Again, you can go to keepingcarlson.com slash draft to see those uh, final results. And then I guess maybe at some point I could throw this up on fan tracks and we could actually keep track during the season and see who ends up winning this thing. Hopefully it won't just come down to injuries. Usually it just comes down to the end who gets the most games played. But uh, obviously uh, having uh, Connor McDavid early in dry settle helps as well. Uh, okay, and then obviously another thing I'll just say once again, like we said a couple times get into the cupful before it's too late the keeping carlson ultimate patriot fantasy league there's a spot waiting for you and you could get all the information by becoming a patron at keeping carlson.com slash patron and then uh, go to the cupful registration channel on discord or ask someone for help and we'll, we'll direct you to where you need to go uh but yeah with that i guess i'm gonna cue the outro music and just say that this episode was researched with help from I don't know, the, the great minds of Andrew and Ben and Dave who came up with all of their picks. I don't know if we need to get into all your resources. I'm sure that one of the resources was that Dauber Hockey Guide, which already has a bunch of projections for us. And once again, it's not too late to join that draw for those five guides that Ben had to give away. Uh, so you, you gotta go listen to the last episode to get those hashtags. I also said at the beginning of this show. So you, you'll figure it out if you haven't entered that draw yet. But yeah, thanks to Dauber Hockey. Thanks to the listeners. And until we're back at you with a beat writer interview in a couple days, just remember to do the best you can to make it that fantasy hockey is for everyone. 